Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an Adventure Through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John. We're going to start our next six episodes, but a few housekeeping notes first. One, we would like to apologize for the audio on last week's episode. We were in kind of a time crunch there, and we didn't realize someone's microphone wasn't working. Wait. Meaning mine. Wait, what uh, happened? My microphone wasn't plugged in, and I didn't notice till later, and I didn't want to call you again to re-record so it. Did we have your audio? Yes, we had my audio. It was just from my computer. Okay. And two, uh, we will not do this until the October Roundup episode, because I know John has not read this yet, but I, I decided we'll cover the Odyssey comics once they finish a story arc, because it seems to be they're doing ten, epi- ten week-long story arcs. So the 10 little comic strips. Well, yeah, I will, I will read those. I will also say, I'm sorry, my audio is bad this week because my computer is in the shop, so I can't use my traditional microphone, but hopefully uh, my headphone microphone will be sufficient this week. We shall see. And uh, we, again, we'll, we'll delve into this more again in the October roundup, but the new arc is about, uh, what's his name? Bart, Bart Rathbone coming in and trying to sell something at wit's end, which... Puts a weird, uneasy feeling in me because you know the voice actor for Bart Rathbone died. So the does that mean we're all voice actor for Tom? Yes, and at least in the continuity of the show, Tom's already dead. I'm just now a little worried. Like, is this the only way we're going to see Eugene or Harlow Doyle again? Is if they write him into a comic? I think they'll probably recast Eugene. I do agree. I think it's. I think everybody else is kind of up in the it'd air. It'd be a really hard time 
unless they do something like Buck, we have, it's like Buck and Katrina and they're like, we have to move. Yes. That's the only like alternative I can think of. Yeah, so we'll talk about that in October because apparently the October Club episode is officially the last episode Will Ryan recorded. Mm. And it's another Knox episode, so. <laughs> Great. I'm doing a really sarcastic thumbs up there, if you couldn't tell. I know, visual gags don't work well in the podcast format, Will. I know. So we'll get to that. We'll cover the Instagram story where, Ch uh, what's his name, Nick Grant comes back. I almost called him Chad Pearson. Uh, so we're going to start uh, with episode 56. But before we start, this is the kickoff to album four, Fun Dementals. It's also called something else, like Puns, Parables, and Perilous Predicaments. So this is the second themed album, but the first time they try to do an album based around, like, a learning theme, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, let's all admit, the original title was better. That alliteration, yeah. now, probably can't remember it, but fundamentals, they went for the easy pun. I don't disagree. I think it says what the album is. It's 12 episodes about Christian fundamentals. Now, we're only going to cover the first six, but it is something I'd like to keep note of as we go through. In the past, Odyssey has been very good with album-long story arcs. Generally, I know we sometimes say, uh, you know, this didn't work so well, da 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 But I'd say in general, there are more hits in those categories than there are misses. Yeah. I always feel Odyssey struggles a little bit when it comes to album-long themes, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's hard because it's a hard to, like, 12 episodes, especially back then, 12 episodes is a long time to hold a theme especially like a loosely connected theme like to be completely honest i didn't know this was a themed album i think a lot of the episodes are very disconnected i feel like the only theme album that at least on paper is very clearly a theme is the lord's prayer album yes and i actually think that's the weakest themed album but we'll get to that when we get to well, it because they had to be so specific coming up with stuff yes i agree and that's another part of it Obviously not every episode of Odyssey is going to be a banger. You're going to, you know, sometimes you just need to write an episode to get it out there, but you have the added pressure of now this episode, we don't know what it's going to be about, has to fit into this theme. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'll say this is a pretty general theme. Yes. And I only knew it was a theme because I remember the little, when the Gold Album series came out, there were little inserts in each one talking about what this album was about. Mm -hmm. And they mentioned this was their first attempt at like doing something centered around a biblical theme. Interesting. So, all right, we are going to kick this off with By Faith Noah, Wit tells Jack and Lucy the story of Noah's Ark. I think this is a good, it's like the improvement of, was it Jonah that he told? Yes. Yeah, this is like a vast improvement. I think this is a memorable episode. I think it's more fun. Yes. I do. Well, I was going to say, I think, oh. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I think this is the first Bible episode where there are actual jokes in it. Yeah. I know, like, the Connie goes to meet David episode sort of has Connie freaking out at things, but that only has so much yeah. mileage. Well, right, I, I appreciate the humor, although I, I do think I remember either this episode or another episode, people kind of complaining about the jokes in the biblical narrative. No, that was Bethany's Flood. 
Well, no, Bethany's blood definitely has that. I, for some reason, have a recollection that, like, talking this episode, like, some people were like, oh, you're making fun of parts of the Bible story. And that was part of the need for, like, something like the Imagination Station that directly put people into it. Right. I'll have to go look. I didn't see that in any of my research. I have this whole thought process of, do we even teach kids the story of Noah? I inherently get it. It's the animal story, so it's like a really good story for preschool Sunday school. I'm not here going to be like an anti-Noah truther or whatever they call them, but, um, you know, I think this is one of the Bible stories. No, go ahead. I'll respond after this. This is one of the Bible stories non-Christians like to poke holes in. And because it's one of the ten Bible stories we teach kids in Sunday school, suddenly one-tenth of what they learned is being put on trial. I'm just wondering, do we maybe pick a different story to add to those ten? Well, it it is a very striking... I mean, here's the problem. When you go into like some of the Old Testament stories, you get some stuff that's like kind of weird. Yes. And so, like, I mean, let me, in fairness... The Noah story, after they land, gets really weird with, like, Noah's nudity and everything. Well, yeah, they don't talk about that. Right. 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 It's, <laughs> this is, like, the big story to talk about. Like, I know what I'm titling the podcast. <laughs> um, this is, like, a big one that, like, creationists and uh, old earthers and young earthers, you know, get into arguments about but i think here's the thing regardless of whatever position one takes on this story i do think it's fairly relevant it's a good story i mean it's a good story of just faith and like obedience now i do think it's always interesting that it involves god destroying the entire d of humanity which is like a yes you know that's glossed over to just kind of say like oh those people were sinful and they were but it's also like complicated i will say if you look in a lot of other world mythology almost every like like a ton of mythologies like native american babylonian and all this stuff do have like depictions of like floods in their like mythology of like a great flood that came over the world and so i do think there's something to be said that this flood could very well have happened, I think, in various aspects. Um, do I know all the historical remnants of it? No, but I do think it's worth, you know, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, whether it literally happened or it's just a story. I'm not really, I've met very good Christians on both sides who have believed both things about that. I tend to probably take it a little more literally, um, but I think it's worth teaching. But yeah, it is weird. It's like Jonah. Jonah is the one I actually hear getting a lot of like people saying, was this real? Was this a Jewish fable? Um, is this literal figurative? But I think in, I, 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 you, you start running out of stuff that kids can relate to. And I'd rather them relate to this story than and keep emphasizing the fact that like oh you're gonna go burn in hell if you don't believe in christianity 
I okay, so I don't disagree. I think part of it is I have an office in a children's wing of a church, so every day I open my door to like creepy blue-eyed Noah staring back at me because I painted all the animals on the wall. I'll, I'll post that to our social media as the picture of this truly unsettling painting of Noah we have in our church. Huh. Unsettling. I guess it could be better of a painting. So, I, I guess I've just been thinking like Noah for a lot of intense purposes really is the animal story slash the reason Christian bookstores get to sell plush toys. Yeah, I, I'll say that. To make up make a bottom the, line. Definitely the reason people teach Noah is because of the animals. Yes. Which when you think about it, and this episode does a good job with it, is kind of a minimal part of the story. Yeah. So, but on that note, I did kind of, although this seems more aimed at the adults, I did like jokes aimed at different organizations shutting down Noah's Ark. And all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I think. It, oh. I was going to say, in terms of, I'll say this in terms of people that argue that Noah isn't real. People saying, like, how could they fit every animal species? It's like, well, when theoretically, like, not like, like, like something like wolves. I mean, like, it's not like every, like, dogs and every species of canine existed. At that point in time, it could have just been a wolf. And I don't know that. I haven't researched that much into the theoreticals. But people saying there would have been too many animals. It's like, well, but there's thousands and thousands of years and the different like subspecies of different animals didn't necessarily like diverge yet. Yes. Join us next week when John will be debating Bill Nye. <laughs> Join us next week when we get an email who who shows angry emails from both sides and we'll just say we'll leave the topic as it is. I don't I think as a Christian, one can take either view. Uh, I think right. it's just I, make sure you have your beliefs backed up, I guess. And before anyone asks, uh, because I know this will come up because it's the thing every Christian likes to talk about, in that Ken Ham versus Bill Nye debate, they're both nut jobs. Okay. I haven't seen that. but So, I also know the Ken Ham people are a little intense, but we'll handle it. Um... Any, back to the episode for a moment. I know that you, you went us off on a controversial side tangent there. Just because it you're tired true. of seeing a Noah mural. Well, I mean, a little bit. <laughs> I, and I think also because listening to this episode, you know, Wit mentions it took them 150 years to build the Ark. And at no point does like Jack or Lucy say, wait a minute, how was he that old? And I know they're all different interpretations of that that we're not going to get into but episode good episode i think it's a good discussion about you know having faith and doing what's right do i think maybe we could have also used like jacob sacrificing his son maybe what wait who sacrifices his son abraham oh abraham sacrificing jacob maybe abraham sacrificing isaac M yes why would they have that in here well, because it's a good, it's a, I think it's a more poignant story about faith than Noah. Oh, I, the Noah, yeah, I, I'll agree with that. So, but I, I think I also get it because they've never done an Imagination Station Noah, well, they haven't done a Jonah one either. And maybe it was just too hard to figure out how to put the kid in there. Yeah. Or because I've already done one episode. It was just something that stuck out to me. You could do it with Noah, I think, easier. That is quite I've possible. I've seen so many versions of Noah where they sneak people on that boat. There was the Russell Crowe, Darren Aronofsky version. 
I think one of the sons sneaks his wife on in the Children of Eden musical by Stephen Schwartz. I mean, it's not it's not that hard. I don't I disagree. Have one of the kids be an animal on the ark, <laughs> like a parrot. That's good. What? So they can talk. What does it become the magic school so they bus? Can talk. Oh, okay. If you're really worried about the biblical sanctity that much, but. <laughs> okay, true. All right. On to the uh, next episode The Prodigal Jimmy. When Jimmy Barkley realizes he spent all his savings on pizza and video games, he finds it difficult to confront his father. Man. We had this in our radio for some time. I remember for like, it was, I don't know why. I've heard this episode so many times. Right. Well, I think you're right. And I'm looking through this because the wiki has a list of like re-releases it had. I seem to recall we got this on, we, we definitely got this in the New Testament classics album, which I remember liking partially because, and I hate to be that guy. The, as a kid, the Let's Do the Bible Story episodes were never my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the few that was not Kid Goes in the Imagination Station and yeah. witnesses the story. I don't know why I made that noise, everybody. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, I think this is a good episode. I mean, some of the lust I've heard it so many times, some of the luster has died down. I don't think it's a perfect episode. Right. But it's a really good modern retelling of the story. Yes, I would concur with that. That a kid could relate and, to. Yes, I think that that is one thing. I think it's a very well-toned story for something a kid might actually do. It doesn't feel... You know, you're like, oh no, Jimmy's disobeying, but it's also not, oh no, Jimmy's doing something so crazy that no child would actually do yeah, Like I feel like a kid like leaving home, like... Well, in, in Odyssey, I'm sure that's like fine. running away, like sorry. It's like it's a really good like oh. thing of like putting it to a kid. Like, no, you do something your parents didn't want you to do, and you feel scared. Right. And it's like now, interesting. Yeah, go ahead. I, oh, go ahead. Keep going. I have. I was going to read was, some of the trivia notes, that, but go ahead. Oh, so the last scene between George and Jimmy was performed freeform, so they ad libbed that entire scene. I guess I guess it's interesting, which I just I do find funny because I've started reading these before I listen to the episode, so I can really make sure I catch that stuff. I'm not sure it's like a, an award winning scene or anything, but given that the kid was eight or nine when he recorded this, he does a fairly good job selling that with no dialogue. That was planned. Yeah, I, I would be curious. I mean, if it was, like, nothing planned... I mean, I have to assume they were like, say something like this. Like, right. this is how the scene's gonna I, end. Yes. I would also say what I find funny is in... On the Odyssey Club page for this episode, the the picture is Jimmy and George hugging and Wit's just standing in the door in the <laughs> background. Now, I'm not wrong in thinking Wit wasn't in that scene, right? I don't think so. I guess, did Wit drive him home? Yes, so Wit takes Jimmy home. He immediately confesses his sins to George. Jimmy waits for his punishment before George punishes his son. He welcomes Jimmy with a hug, showing him the real meaning of the prodigal story, forgiveness. Now, I'd like to think after that hug, and we cut away, but Jimmy, you're still grounded for a week. Basically. Now, let me say this. I could imagine Wit looking in to make sure everything's okay, but yeah, I don't think that's necessarily stated in the story. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. I just found it very interesting. Yeah. Also, again, I need to pay more attention when I'm listening to these clearly. It says here Wit already had talked to George on the phone. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is possible. It would make sense to call Wit's end to see if Jimmy's there. Well, yeah. I mean, I assume if Wit... Oh, well, doesn't Wit say, like, yeah, he's here, George? Oh, yes. Think, yes, he does. You're right. Which, yeah, it would make the most sense where it's like, well, where could a kid just be hanging out? And, like, Witsend is probably... Like, that, like, at least Jimmy, like, had the the thought to be like, well, Witsend's, like, a relatively safe place. This is true. And the cool kids won't show up there. Yeah. I wonder whatever happened to those two. Doesn't one basically become <laughs> Rodney? It's the same voice actor, yes. Yeah. And yeah, it's very noticeable. Also, this episode's entire cast is male. Man. We aren't passing the Bechdel test with that one. dropping that ball. I'm, I honestly would guess there's some other ones that are like that. Yes. There's oh yeah, this is something we'll definitely... some Odyssey episode that's all female. I'm sure if we looked. <laughs> I, I will say this... What? I was oh. desperately looking I... for an all-female episode. We'll find it in, like, two years. Uh, I would... There was something... Oh, because this is something that definitely comes up. That Jimmy gets a lot of... And I know this isn't this album specifically. Jimmy gets a lot of lesson episodes to himself. But whenever Donna has a lesson episode outside of the two Karen episodes, it's always... Like, Jimmy's always there to propel things. Yeah. I feel like maybe it's because... I wonder if it's because Donna's older and because at this point they view their audience as younger. I, I also hate to say it. I feel like most of the Odyssey staff at this time are men. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they probably relate a little more to Jimmy in terms of, like, I remember being a boy in this yeah, happening. Yeah, I think that's also probably it. So, all right. Next episode, A Matter of Obedience. Tom Riley tells a story about when he was young. In it, he and his sister are assigned to take some medicine to a woman across the woods. I've really always liked this episode. I think it's, like, it's one of the first, like, flashback episodes. I guess, besides the Thanksgiving one, of, like, children. Yeah, it's about... Yeah. And I think it's really the only time we see any of young Tom Riley. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, fun. You kind of, like... Because you can't really have it. When I doubt in the 80s, you'd have this kind of adventure where it's like, walk to the other town. Right, but I feel like the 80s was also the last time you could realistically have like a grandfather-aged character tell a story about being a kid and their father sending them on a mission through the woods. Yeah, but it's like such a fun, like you get a little fairy tale vibes, a little like, you know, um... I mean, it's also, let me say this, it's probably the only time you could have some woman lock up two random, I guess you could have that today, but lock up two random kids without letting them explain. Well, it, it was a different time. I'm guessing this is like, it, do you think this is pre or post World War One? Oh, I think probably post. You know what? You're probably right. Because I'm guessing, like, we're probably just on the cusp of World War II at this point. Yeah. I could be very wrong about I, that, but... Well, I feel like at this point, Tom is, like, 60, like, 50 to 60. Hmm. I don't... Like... Like, like, think of, like... If he was 60 in 
I mean, how long? So, like, 1910, this album's what? 1989. Okay, assuming he was 10 in, like, 1910, that would be, like, he's 80. I'm looking to see if his age happens to be on his wiki entry. Maybe it is. But I I do think at this point, Wit and... Um, Tom were probably more between their 60s and 70s, like 50s to 70s. Yeah, I do not see any age mentioned, so we're just going to move on from that. Um, No, I think it's a fun adventure episode. There is part of me that wishes we had gone back to the young Tom Riley well a few more times. Yeah. Because it it feels like one thing the writers really get to do is they can remove themselves from the stranger danger culture and just do some stuff that, you know, like we really couldn't do in a a normal episode. I wonder if as the show went on, there was like, well, if we're going to do an episode with a kid, we might as well establish the new kids, or like the kids in the present day, less so than like versions of our main characters in the past. But I do also like them. I think it's fun to see. I do think it's funny. The woman is just like, these two kids, I'm going to lock them up. And it's like, oh no, they were delivering the medicine. Yeah. Tom, he's a good man. It it is true. Also the fact that Tom forgets the door color in a matter of seconds. Like maybe we could have established like he keeps saying the wrong door color throughout the adventure. Yeah. Or just something. No, I agree. But I mean, who knows? Maybe his sister will come back and tell some stories because she technically owns part of the farm now. It's true. Could be fun. Because <laughs> I took, I did cross reference, and I'm sure they they had the Bible for that, the Odyssey Bible for this. That it, the names do match up after Tom dies. I figured. If, I'm I'm sure. I mean, it's like a good like throwback. Yeah, so it's, it's a fun episode. I did kind of like the jab at overthought Sunday school lessons. Mm-hmm. Because we all had that one Sunday school teacher who tried to teach some Latin. At least I did. And his name was John Connor. That is not a joke. I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, so I don't care. But You get an angry email. I mean, if he listens to this podcast, great. I feel like we had some good theological debate on this episode. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. All right, a worker approved. Robin Jacobs tries to figure out how to study the Bible. I mean, it's an interesting episode. I think it's, I mean, it's a topic Odyssey hasn't really dealt with that much outside of this episode, but it is like a good thing to like think about. I agree. Uh, I guess the one note I would give is, and this is something you may only know as listening to it as an adult, the way the episode ends with Wit suggesting to Robin, you can memorize the whole Bible by singing it, kind of makes it sound like if you don't memorize the whole Bible word for word, you're doing it wrong. I, I will agree with that. Now, I do think I could be better at, like, having verses off the top of my head. Yes. Sometimes. I do, I do think that. I think it's just supposed to kind of saying, do what's best for you. And presumably, when she's older, she won't need to do the singing thing. But it's kind of like there's no one right. correct way. Um, yeah. Yes, but I do wish maybe the episode had given us a little more inside information on how to study the Bible to give kids a direction to go. Yeah, it's hard because when you get, like, Connie's age, it's a little more like you do some actual, like, critical reading stuff and can absorb some, uh, can kind of, like, infer stuff better. Uh, yes. And they're trying to appeal to kids. And I feel like, like, presumably Robin's like 12, 13, 14. Let me see if I can find that. Even younger. But like, presumably, like, you're still trying to grasp everything about it, I guess. Like, yeah. And I don't know if it if going too deep into like some of the theological elements would confuse kids. Well, I don't even mean the theological elements, but like they just say Connie studies the Bible for a half hour before she goes to school. So is she reading it? Is she taking notes? You know, this doesn't matter. I just find. I actually agree with that. That could have been helpful to clarify. Yes. So like, it's, it's one of those things where I think the episode is really good and the message is good. I just think the message gets a little bungled and I do still want to talk about, and I feel like we talked about this when we discussed it on the original show, Robin's report at the beginning. Yeah. Which, you know, I give her credit. It's a public school. It's also a public school in Odyssey. Yeah. So. It's a public school in presumably rural small town 1980s America, too, which would have yes. been fairly Christian at that point in time. But yeah, more so, exactly. even more so in Odyssey. Right. Right, and you know, I'll give Oscar credit. 
he does actually ask some legitimately good questions. Even though, like, up until we find out he has dyslexia, Oscar is clearly supposed to be kind of annoying to the audience. Yeah. No, it's a really good question. Right, but then, my my favorite answer, though, is Robin said, I used to use some pretty bad words sometimes. So, she was like, what, six or seven when this happened? Yeah, I do, I do wonder, they were trying to think of something. It would have been better to say, like, I used to, like, lie all the time. That would be a way, way yes. better thing. Because, yeah, I don't, I, like, I don't know what language you were using at what age. I don't know what age you became a Christian and, like, stopped well, using this language. Well, let's remember, folks on the family has an issue with the word gosh. So, it's true. So that might be what they were going for. But I agree, saying she used to lie or something else would just have been a little easier then. Because I'm sure a lot of Christian families, although they don't swear left and right, don't see issues with certain words maybe hardcore focus on the family families would mm-hmm. see. Yeah. So maybe something a little more general would have been a good idea. I agree. But yeah, I like this episode. I like that the Bible study keeps coming back, that Connie and the kids start. No, I think that's I think that's really good. I do think it's I mean it's hard, I guess, going I'm just gonna bring this up now because we're not gonna talk about it for probably like a long, long time on this podcast. But like kind of like the idea of Odyssey about like how like so like Odyssey is a thing where in the public school, like people talk about Christianity and like they're kind of like, Oh, you shouldn't talk about Christianity, which is a thing in public schools, I'm not gonna lie, that like you know, certain public schools do like encourage people not to talk about it. I think it's more towards the Clearly you haven't been to Texas. Well, well, right, I said some some schools. I, I, yes. I think there's some that talk about it all the time and then some that try not to talk about it. And then I think there's some where it's more the teachers or the kids want to talk about it, they can talk about it. I, I just, I feel like it's hard for me to buy it in Odyssey because Odyssey is such like a specific town. Like it's small. It, all we see is the Christianity. And I feel like having like an episode about like non-christians in odyssey i don't know what that would look like but i feel like that would significantly like make me understand like right now we just have that one public school team this is true i don't disagree with that uh i think we're about and another i mean and like the folks on the families bring your bible to school day Mm-hmm. You know, they're very pro, let's get God into the public schools. I have thoughts on bring your Bible to school day. If you'd like to email me your experiences with that, because I'm just truly curious. One, aren't most people who might submit to that homeschooled? That's unfair. I mean, here, but, it is interesting because I do think folks in the family really encouraged homeschooling. So it is interesting. Yes. And mm, I don't, I don't dislike the sentiment. I think it's a not great idea. <laughs> Yeah. But of Bring Your Bible to School Day. But we'll get to that when we cover the club episode about in like 18 years. It won't be 18 years. I know. We're getting through we'll like 300 episodes a year. That's true. So sometime in like early 2024 then. Yeah. That feels more right. But anyway, and when you pray, Jimmy gets a bicycle. Oh, ugh. Jimmy prays to get a bicycle and it happens. Donna is confused about the nature of prayer, and so Wit gives her an object lesson. Well, speaking of Donna episode. Yes, because this is what we said. 
I feel like if this were a Jimmy episode about prayer, Donna would either not be in it or have a couple of lines. Jimmy basically sets up the entire first act. Yeah. I, so. I, I'll say this. I think this episode is fine. The object lesson's the vending machine, right? Yes. It's it's a little like of an interesting vending machine, I guess. I feel like the episode I think of in Odyssey Prayer that has like similar things to this is the um the episode about like studying like the the haircut and the studying episode like way later oh that about one. how like well this person prays and puts faith into it um hoping that you know right like oh i can just pray and not have to like put work in for certain things like the gym class thing is like kind of weird in that regard kind of goes with that but then like there's things that are outside of your control like presumably jimmy can't really make money to get a bike right now right well he blew it all on zapazoids well true but like even back so, then don't you think a bike was at least like 40 dollars 30 40 dollars for a kid's bike yes now, Wait, I think he I, I did do, have 50 I will say, bucks right here. 50. 50 bucks. Oh, then maybe. Yeah. So, I'd love it if that was kind of a through line for, through the whole album. But So, Donna praying not going to gym class is at least something you'd think a kid that age would pray for. However, this is a Midwest town, and they mentioned multiple times in this episode it's winter. Why is gym class outside? It was probably the middle of January or February. It's true. Well, it, yeah, that is really weird. Maybe maybe if it was, like, January or February, it was, like, they had that warm spurt before it gets cold again. Well, that's that's very possible. It just... I just thought about it. And I know why they didn't do this, because it would raise more questions. Maybe there could have been some mention from the dad or something saying, oh, I overheard Jimmy praying for a bike and asked my dad if he still had mine to give to him. Yeah, I mean, that could be, I mean, it could also just be that, and regard, it, like, it could easily be God at work, but, like, also, it's probably, right. like, as a father, you probably notice your son needs a new bike. That's possible, too, and I'm not saying they should have done that, just an interesting thought. I will also say, wits, uh, a few of the things in the vending machines, like, money when you don't need it, paints a very weird picture because someone can misread that as, oh, so God will give me money when I do need it if I pray. Get the, some of that prosperity gospel in there, Mr. Whitaker. I mean, it is kind of true. I Again, I, I liked the object lesson in theory. I think much like the studying episode, though, a few things needed to be reworded. I agree. Prayer is always a, a kind of a sensitive topic of how to of do it. I had a friend once who talked about how, like, for a short while, he's like, I don't believe in prayer. And I'm like, <laughs> like, like if prayer, like me praying for something is not necessarily going to affect the outcome of whether it happens or not. And I'm just like, that's he very philosophical guy. I'm like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> hmm. It's like, God knows what he's going to do well, already. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's quite right, Joel. Uh, person. 
dun, dun, dun. I, I've told him. He's probably not. He, he's not. He is not listening to this podcast, let me tell you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, and I, I'm going through some of the fun trivia. So this was the first episode where Chris and the Mailman read some viewer letters after the episode. Now, you see, now with the club existing, I do kind of wish maybe, like, once a month they do a little mailbag roundup with Bob and Jesse or something. It would be a lot of fun. Now, how much fa- now how much mail do they get on any individual? How many people are, are sent into the P.O. box? Enough if they keep mentioning it. It's true. And this is, uh, the other big thing is Donna does pray, now I lay me down to sleep. And this was the first time I heard the end, if I die before I wake part. <laughs> you know, the, spe- the significantly darker version of that prayer. Yeah. Just a quick note, uh, Radio Scripts Volume 1, yeah, this would be a good episode to do as like a small church play. Yeah, it would be. I, I feel like well, I'm going through this except- album, most of the fun... You'd have to try to get a vending machine on stage. You can just have it right off stage. I guess so. Or if you like, or if you set it up like it's a radio place, they're all just sitting around a booth. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, look, a lot of the fun facts for a good chunk of these episodes are included in Radio Plays Volume Whatever. Okay, so these were probably being printed around that time. Mm-hmm. All right, last one. The Boy Who Didn't Go to Church, a skit about the role of all the members of the Christian body. Huh. I like how when stuff has like a negative ending like this, it never actually happens. Yes. It's just a skit. Yes. They're like, we can't imply that like this actually happened, but it could happen. So here's a play about it. Right. I feel like that's their way of doing it. It's their way of doing depressing episodes without... Yeah. Actually having to be depressing. It's like the tingle web where it's like, oh, wouldn't that be bad if that actually happened? It didn't, but it could. Right. Which I get. Yeah, you don't I think want especially that moral I... ambiguity for children. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like if we mentioned something with the tangled web was real in the universe of Odyssey, mm-hmm. then we'd have to start answering all these questions about it. Yeah. I also think now as we're establishing more and more reoccurring kids, we can't have, like, Jimmy go through the boy who didn't go to church and then have to retcon it later. Yeah. Now, I, here's the thing. I do think this does a good job at showing this, like, connected parts. You know, as an adult, one looks at it and is kind of like, okay, this is, like, a little simple. But at the same time, it's, like, it, it's good for a kid. Yes, I would agree. It It is also, I don't think this was actually, re- now that I'm looking at it, this was not released in a radio, oh yes it was, Radio Scripts Volume 2. Because <laughs> so I was about to say, this feels like it was tailor-made to be performed by a church. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Like... I would say what you're going to say. Because I was going to say, I could totally see this being a youth Sunday at somebody's church 100 percent. i mean i do think it's true that sometimes it's hard with all the kids who never come to church anyway that's very fair i do think it's 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 true that it is hard to get volunteers for churches sometimes and i think a lot of people don't put it in and i do think that's definitely shown and i do think if they wanted to do something about that it would be interesting to do something about like church volunteer like an episode about church volunteering 
and like putting yes. effort into church volunteering and like the importance of it i feel like that even like i think that could be a great episode that kind of builds off this right yeah, so, and this is actually a note, and I know it's supposed to be a fable story, so things need to be a little more broad. I have never been to a church where someone who does the same thing day in and day out as a volunteer complains about it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's what I mean. It's like a kind of simplistic. Right, and what I'm trying to figure out is, if the, are these people supposed to be adults in the play? Because how is John getting them to places? Yeah. Like, does he pick them up in a van? I think there's some, I, does, I think they're supposed to be... Um, I think you're supposed to be adults. I will say this. Th- that's the thing. It's like, they choose something that can't understand. Like, getting to places, like, it's so important. But then in your head, you're also just like, what are you doing? Like, that doesn't, that doesn't, like, compute always. I mean, I guess it says something about the poor public transportation system implemented in America. <laughs> That they can't use public okay. transportation and you need a car, but you know. Doesn't Odyssey have a bus? Presumably. I could have sworn there was an episode about a public bus, but I could be Why wrong. Do you think about Not an episode specifically about the public bus, but where a bus is mentioned. I mean, I'm sure there's school buses. There's probably a bus. Um, I don't. Okay. And Arthur has a bus. I don't know if you're thinking about that. The one that goes all the way to the edge of town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Ozzy does have a bus, but this is also uh, another play. Yes, I would agree. People tend to forget about and... public transportation. Right. And again, because I, I at least appreciate they mention the argument in this episode that in the play, everyone in that group had a specific role, so they all needed to be there. And yes, it can be a little hard to hear that message. Well, I don't do anything at church aside from go to it. So, yeah, that's fair. And that's, and that's why I, and it, I'm shocked they've never really... I mean, they've done, I guess, some stuff about volunteering, but like about church volunteers and putting effort into it. Right. I mean, maybe everywhere they... I mean, I here's the problem. Though. Like, I remember as a kid, there's one specific thing I have in mind where there was like a volunteer for like Sunday school who did a lot of work towards it did a lot of really good things, like, got the, the group back up, and then they, like, another volunteer came in and didn't try at all. Yes. And it's, like, that does hurt the church. Like, you can say, well, I'm volunteering, I'm doing what I need, but it's, like, you have to actually put effort into it. Right. And maybe that would have been a more interesting episode, like, he just stops putting effort into it. But this is still a really good, well-written yeah. attempt at a story. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm more surprised. It happened, like, it's, Especially at the earlier episodes, you're like, obviously you've never done anything else similar to this. Like the prayer event, it's like they've done plenty of episodes about prayer, but it's like about kind of like that element. I mean, there's the whole BTV behind the scenes episode where it's like about the right. body and like that's kind of the closest thing that they've done. But even then, it's like kind of weird how they do that. Yes, and... I, I've wondered this, although they did do this skit at one of the anniversary shows, so... Yeah, I think maybe they think when they think about it, it's like, well, we have that episode, which does a great job at explaining it. And it's like, yeah, it does, like, for kids, it's right. hard to think of, like, well, a better thing. I, but... I think, I also think the anniversary show in question, they couldn't get a lot of the actors back to do it, so they did a lot of skits that they had already done, because they can replace people without it looking weird. That's um, no, I also think sometimes... 
focus on the family. If they feel like they bungled a lesson or maybe have nothing else to say about it, or maybe this episode did get a lot of complaints from parents, they don't really touch it again. That's fair. But I have to think if they did it for a anniversary, they probably like right. it. Yeah, probably. Or maybe it's just they can't think of anything else to say about it. I think that's possible. But yeah, so I think that wraps up these six episodes. We'll do the rest of Fundamentals next week, which will be a lot of fun. There's a lot of hard, uh, a few more classic episodes in there. Then we move on to Dr. Blackard, which will be very exciting. Very hyped. Yeah, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, do, do, do. And then at some point, what, what we decided to do, and by we, I mean me, because John never responds to my texts about Did this. You don't, don't, don't pretend like you text me about this. Worth a try. I don't even know what you're uh, we say, will cover the. I'm sure you did. Oh. So we're not going to cover like every little piece of Odyssey media that came out in chronological order because that would just put a strain on us. We will probably start covering the animated videos after we do Dobson Comes to Town. Probably, yeah. So what we'll probably do is do Dobson Comes to Town, The Night Travelers, and then once one of our monthly episodes will just be us covering a video until we get through all I feel of them. Like we could just do two videos, to be completely honest. At a time? Yeah. Probably. We'll work that out later. Yeah. But anyway, I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.